tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we candidly talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I'm a mom to a 20-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. On our last Spill the Baby Tea episode, we talked about all the preparation behind planning a wedding with a little one and how we incorporated our baby into our special day. Today, I wanted to talk about all the preparation I did for myself all the self-care that I did for our wedding. I'll talk through how I prepared my body and mind to be the most confident version of me so that I could truly show up at our wedding, not only as a mom, a partner, a daughter, and a friend, but also as the best version of me. To all the parents out there, we are in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. And we always start with the drool. My drool of the week is that my little boy has developed a habit that I know is going to be a problem if the habit is not broken soon, per our dentist. It is the habit of thumb sucking. He is not yet two years old, but he's been sucking his thumb for a while now, specifically his right thumb only. And it's gotten to a point where he's developed a callus on his thumb, and it's protruded out to be a bump on his thumb. Of course, we as his parents, we are doing our best to take his thumb out of his mouth to tell him that his boo-boo is getting bad, asking him nicely not to do it. But this is one determined baby, and he knows what he likes. And right now, it's his soothing mechanism of sucking his thumb. Now, thumb sucking is a very common habit amongst children. Babies have natural rooting and sucking reflexes, and sucking makes babies feel secure and aids them in soothing or going to sleep. I still remember when our baby was a newborn. We were racking our heads, deciding between a pacifier or naturally letting him find his own thumb. And we decided to go with the latter because he would then be able to learn for himself how to self-soothe and not cry for a pacifier in the middle of the night. But as people had warned us, the repercussions of this choice would be the difficulty of breaking this habit. You can take a pacifier away, but you can't take a thumb away. Many children stop sucking thumbs on their own, often by six or seven months, or between the ages of two and four. And the reason why it is of concern to me, other than the growing bump on his thumb, is that thumb sucking becomes a concern when a child's permanent teeth comes in. It can affect the roof of the mouth and or how the teeth line up. Basically, imagine the front of your teeth being pushed upwards, so it's not straight in a vertical manner. 
I know it's still very early. He still only has his baby teeth, but nevertheless, it's something we're working on now. And if any parents out there have tips in this arena for how to stop a baby from sucking his or her thumb, please, please, please share your tips with me. My giggle of the week is kind of like a drool, but I guess it's a giggle too. My husband and I, we started looking at daycares for our little one, which is a semi-drool because, what's a semi-drool? A little, a little drip, a little spit, I don't know. Because I know I'm going to be an emotional wreck the day he goes to daycare. But more recently, as his brain and his physicality are all developing and growing, there have been clear signs that he has a bit of cabin fever when at home. It feels like he's learning super quickly, and I can tell that he wants to be more engaged than perhaps what we or our caregivers have been able to provide for him. So we said to ourselves, two years old is when we'd like for him to start interacting and playing with other kids on a daily basis. And so I guess I would consider this a giggle because there is just an innate feeling, a gut feeling as a parent that this is the best thing that we can do for him. But it's also a drool because if I could, I would keep him close and around me forever if we were to just ignore the many, many other factors in life to consider. But I know that even the fact that we've been able to keep him at home for so long is a privilege to have. So hopefully we'll find a daycare that we can feel good and solid about. And that also has availability for us by his second birthday, which is coming up. Updates to follow, but that is my giggle of the week. One of the main reasons I wanted to record this episode is because I feel like once you become a mom or a parent, the first thing that kind of goes out the window is your own self-care. And it's because your time is crunched down to so many various buckets and filled with new and very important and different priorities. I'm definitely guilty of this lack of self-careness once I became a mom. This is going to sound kind of vain, but I used to get eyelash extensions every month, get a haircut and color every four months or so, and get massages quite often. And now I slap on my strip lashes for nights out, I get a haircut or color once a year now, and have only had two massages in all of the past two years. So yes, I am definitely guilty of falling into the trap of not prioritizing my own self-care now that I'm a mama. But one thing I knew I wanted to do after we finally locked in our wedding date and location was take care of my body again, like I used to, pre-baby. I mean, your wedding day is arguably the biggest celebration you'll have in your lifetime, with most eyes and cameras on you and your partner specifically ever. So I knew for me, I didn't want the excuse of being a mom to hold me back from becoming the most confident version of myself. I wanted to feel beautiful on my wedding day and going from the daily messy hair bun to full on feeling kind of hot, it was going to take some planning and some work. So here is everything I did to prepare myself for our wedding day. And hopefully this can help someone else out there as well, or just help inspire some of you out there to remind yourself to take care of yourself if you haven't been lately. For one, I drink a lot of coffee, and I feel like my teeth have been very badly stained from that. I always drink my coffee through a straw because I know how badly coffee can stain your teeth, but it still gets stained. I remember looking in the mirror one day and going, damn, age or something is happening to you. And I feel like 
Post-baby, my teeth became way duller and more stained than they ever were before. And I didn't like what I saw. So the first thing I did that took the most foresight and pre-planning happened in March, which was five months before the wedding. I was in Boston, and as many of you who listen to the main podcast know by now, every time I go to Boston is when I go to visit my dentist. I asked my dentist to get an imprint of my teeth for a tray so that I could start a whitening treatment. And the gel that he prescribed to me, which is a gel that I was able to refill through Amazon, is the Venus White Pro 16% whitening gel. I got great results with it, no sensitivity, which I've had in the past with Crest White strips, and I got so many compliments on my teeth on our wedding day, which I never get compliments on my teeth. So that was one thing I was very glad to have started earlier so I could really smile with confidence on my wedding day, and I did. Secondly, I started laser treatment, laser hair treatment, mostly for my armpits for the wedding day because, you know, I was envisioning all the photos where I'd be celebrating with a drink in my hand and my arms up or lifting up my bouquet doing a little woo, you know, but basically exposing my entire armpit. Naturally, I have black hair and my hair follicles are very dark. So even though I wax and shave, I was never very happy with the results. There was always some darkness, like a dark shadow left over after the wax or shave. For my bachelorette party specifically, I decided that I wanted to get lasered down there in the kitty zone area, which is something I'd always wanted to try, but never found the time to do. And I thought to myself, if I were to ever get lasered, especially down there, because I've had my armpits done before, now would be the time to do it right? I know a camera won't pick up any armpit follicles and no one at the beach is going to be staring at my bikini line for strays, but being clean everywhere was one less thing for me to think about. And I loved the results and I highly recommend it for both regions if this is something that you've been thinking about and if it helps you to feel more confident showing up in your own skin. The laser treatment I started about seven months before the wedding, six sessions in total at a place called LA Beauty Center in Glendale. If there's anyone in the LA area listening to this that is looking for a recommendation, that is the one that I went to. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swathers. With Pampers Swathers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swathers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. Thirdly, I had been really nervous about my skin, the biggest organ on our bodies. I am someone who gets adult acne. I have acne-prone skin. When I first moved to LA from Boston, my skin was really, really bad. I had cystic acne, literal lumps 
all over my face. And I think it's because of the hard water or all the smog in the air. But my sister, who barely ever got pimples, even as a teenager, she also broke out like mad when she moved here. Now, I feel like our faces and bodies have acclimated to the LA environmental conditions. Basically absorbed all the smog you can, I don't know. But my acne has definitely toned down and really only flares up when I get my monthly visitor. I knew that if I was going to invest the time and energy into my skin, which I never really did before, I knew now would be the time to do it. During our interview on the main ABG podcast with Michelle Lee, former editor-in-chief of Allure magazine, she had mentioned that for her skincare, she prioritized self-care by using red light treatment and also the new face facial toning tool on a daily basis. If you know Michelle Lee or you've seen her in person or online, you know how gorgeous her skin is, okay? And she's 15 years, I believe, older than me, with my skin definitely not looking as good as hers. So after the interview, I immediately got both of those products she recommended and started spending 20 to 30 minutes per night in bed, microcurrenting my face and using the red light treatment, which for me was a lot of extra time and what felt like work that was difficult to find, but I stuck with it and I think it actually did work for my skin, particularly the red light treatment. I really do feel like that helped to keep my acne at bay, even during days when I had my monthly visitor and my skin had more, how do you describe it? Like vibrancy and youth to it. It's hard to describe because the details are so minute, but there was more brightness to my face. I don't know, but I felt like I could see the difference. And I started that maybe three months before the wedding day. And to be honest, I skipped out on the new face a few days a week if I was super busy because I couldn't 100% tell if it was working for me. I think if you do it consistently and over a long period of time, you will notice a mini facelift, which is what it's meant to do. But the time commitment was just rough at times. And with the red light treatment, I could just fall asleep with a face mask on my face each night, which I did many, many nights. And Philip would peel it off my face and put it away for me. Along the same lines of skincare, I used skincare that I knew was good for me. I didn't try anything new. I've been using this brand called Innisfree. And just as a side note, like none of this is sponsored. I'm just sharing all the different products and things that I use if helpful. Innisfree, I got it as a PR package once and I have been loving their products since. I buy their entire line of products now for a full skin treatment, their toner, green tea hyaluronic acid serum and face cream. Again, not sponsored, but hopefully I'll get to work with them one day. I also use the Belief Eye Balm eye cream, which is very popular. For that, I feel like I couldn't tell if it worked or not. I still woke up with dark circles, but I feel like it did help to minimize some of the finer lines around my eyes. What I felt worked pretty well for my dark circles, though, was the MZ Skin Eye Mask, which I got for all of my bridesmaids and my mom and my mother-in-law for the wedding day so that they could also feel like the best versions of themselves on the wedding day with brighter looking under eyes. And that I am now adding to my holy grail products because I feel like that one worked for me. Lastly, for skincare, I don't know about y'all, but my lips used to not be the smoothest. It got chapped and kind of crusty pretty frequently. I don't know if that's TMI, but it did. So I knew I wanted to do something about that. My friend Kathy had gifted me the very popular Laneige, if that's how you pronounce it, Laneige lip mask, and I decided to start using it. I use that every morning and every night, and I will say, my lips are now never chapped. Even right now, I'm like, mm, 
so soft. It's worked amazingly, and I would highly recommend it for anyone with dry lips. Even without gloss or chapstick, it's just, I don't know, it's just soft as a cushion. It's like there's no issues with it, and that's never been the case. So definitely check out the Laneige Lip Mask. It's in a cute little pink bottle if you have dry lips. So that covers all of my skincare and face things that I did, and I think we're already like over 15 minutes into this episode, but all great facial wins. For my hair, I got a recommendation from my makeup artist, Julian, for this guy named Liam, William French in Pasadena, again, for anyone in LA. He's like the king of brunette hair. And I was so nervous to go to him because he was a completely new hairstylist. But I was worried a bit about my go-to girl because her results just take a lot of time for some reason on my hair to show up. And I knew I needed more immediate results. Liam, thank goodness, got down exactly what I was envisioning for my hair, which leaned more towards classic and timeless brunette with some highlights and overall just healthy looking hair. And he nailed it. Oof, it was such a relief for me. He also gave me a bottle of Olaplex 4 to maintain the color and lushness of the hair, which I would also recommend. In terms of working out, I didn't want to get obsessive over it, which I think a lot of brides tend to do. But especially with my baby and wedding planning and work and life responsibilities, there actually really wasn't much more time to work out. And the free time I had, I wanted to spend with my child. So I tried to fit in as many workouts as I could, doing Pilates, going to the gym once a week. But honestly, just lifting my baby and doing squats with him, dancing to Baby Shark and Cocomelon and Wheels on a Bus... I work up a sweat dancing and playing with him all the time. He's also pushing 30 pounds, so taking care of a child is a workout in itself. And I walked with him every day, so that was also a workout in itself. But I would say that taking care of my child was a majority of my workouts. And I would go maybe once every week or two weeks if I could make it out just for like a more intentional workout day. I did try to eat better though. The one thing I did in terms of healthy eating was try to skip my nighttime snacking after dinner, Oh, which was hard because that's just how me and my husband like to relax. We love just laying out on the couch with a bowl of Simple Mills Cheez-Its or barbecue twists or blue tin cookies in front of us and a nice glass of wine or seltzer, but I tried to break that habit in the few months leading up to the wedding. And I did. And I think that did make a subtle but noticeable difference for myself. Other than that, I hate the word dieting. I don't believe in it. I think crash diets never work. I think juice cleanses suck because you just end up eating more because you're hangry and hate yourself for starving. So been there, done that, never again. Knew I didn't want that lifestyle preparing for the wedding. I believe in choosing healthier foods over eating less foods and listening to your body's needs. Cutting out late night snacks is not something my body needed and it was a little tough because I was breaking a habit, but it was at least manageable and didn't make me feel like I was actually missing out on anything but an oral fixation. In terms of the skin on my body, I exfoliated my body weekly with a scrub and an exfoliator mitt that I keep in my shower got it off Amazon. And this might be TMI, but I got this foot callus remover. If your feet are prone to calluses and you have a summer wedding, 
you gotta get your feet right, okay? I am someone who hates feet. I don't think I have pretty feet. I don't like when people look at my feet. But if I'm gonna be wearing heels and potentially getting those close-up shoe or foot shots, me putting on my shoe, whatever it is, other than a pedicure, I definitely wanted to make sure my feet looked not crusty. And with a smooth heel, I felt so much more confident and ready to go. The product that I used, also off Amazon, it was called the Lee Beauty Professional Callus Remover, which I think is what my nail salon uses on calluses too. And that worked super well for me. You leave it on your feet for a few minutes and then you scrape off all the dead skin with a foot filer. So those two products, my feet were so smooth after that. And again, if you have dry feet, I definitely recommend that combo. I've never had anything else that worked great for me. Lastly, for the self-care, I got my nails done three days before the wedding, had a couple of nail trials. I think I did like two, three nail trials just to see what type of wedding nail I would like and making sure that the nail artist that I got did a good job too so that I wasn't freaking out like three days before getting my nails done by someone who just couldn't do nails. And I got my face threaded two days before the wedding. And that, as you have heard from this episode, it's a lot of good self-care. I know that was a lot of detail, but these are just the things I did for myself to make myself feel good. I think I can say this as a general statement, but everyone has their own insecurities about their body, whether it's their teeth, hair, skin, whatever it may be for you. And what I've learned from this process is that if there is something that makes you feel insecure, I think it's important to ask yourself why it does and how you can perhaps accept your body for what your body is providing to you at the stage of your life and for who you are. If we can see our body as vessels to carrying out our life dreams of allowing us to hug our parents and hold our children, then perhaps we wouldn't be as judgmental of our bodies. However, if a new hair color change or more vibrant skin will make you feel more confident in yourself, more confident in the smile that you're flashing to the world, then do you. Do it for no one but yourself. Feel good about the decisions you're making to and for your body, for you and for you alone. Not for your mother, not for your husband, not because you're comparing yourself to your friends. Do it for you. That confidence will shine brighter if it shines from within. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to hear more wedding specific content, let me know on the latest post on Asian Boss Girls Instagram page. You can also find me on Instagram at hwuwu, W-U-W-U. You can also hear more from us every Thursday on the main podcast. And every Tuesday, we have rotating shows between this one, Spill the Baby Tea, Janet's Living Well with Jay, and Mel's No Dumb Questions with Mel. For me and my little bubs... (laughs) Bye for now.